0: News.
1: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The High Court rejects a legal challenge over the bail provisions in the national security law. The Chief Executive rejects calls for a coronavirus health code system for public places and police charge an Immigration Department worker over hundreds of alleged doxing cases. The High Court has rejected the first legal challenge against the constitutionality of the new national security law in ruling against a legal bid to free the first man charged under the law on the grounds that he's being unlawfully detained ahead of his rival. Timmy Sung reports.
2: Lawyers for Tong Yin Kit had argued that his detention since July 6th is unlawful, as Article 42 of the national security law, which deals with bail, is basically a no-bail provision. It states that suspects can't be granted bail unless the court is satisfied that they will not commit any further acts that endanger national security. But High Court judges Alex Lee and Anderson Chow rejected that argument, saying it's illogical to read the clause as meaning that the person seeking bail is first required to admit his guilt, or that judges are effectively prevented from granting bail. They say in the vast majority of cases, defendants granted bail in any normal case would have the same outcome in national security cases. They also noted that the presumption of innocence is expressly stated in the security law and rejected claims that the bail conditions are inconsistent with the various rights under the Basic Law and Hong Kong Bill of Rights.
1: Chief Executive Carrie Lam has rejected the idea of a health code system which would restrict access to public places like malls and restaurants to those who can prove they've tested negative for coronavirus. The idea had been pushed by pro-Beijing politicians. Mrs Lam said a digital certificate system for cross-border travel will be rolled out when the COVID situation in Hong Kong eases, but this just wouldn't work for places within the city
0: it is not a sort of health code for access to local institutions or catering or uh, things like that it's just not practicable uh,
3: to have a health code in hong kong for that purpose
1: health officials say two elderly care homes in kwai chung and tai kok choi will have to be evacuated after a resident in each facility tested positive for coronavirus hong kong recorded 27 new covid-19 cases today with 18 of the patients infected in the sar Dr. Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection explains why they need to move around 130 residents and staff out of the care homes.
0: The elderly home because they are one single um, floor open plan, so um, we consider the elderly home we need to be uh, evacuated. The possible choices are the um, uh, AWE German as well as the Fu um, So it depends on their mobility and the suitability they will be assessed by the. The other colleagues in the uh, hospital authority as well as the social welfare department it depends on the place of um, quarantine.
1: The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Lord Chiquang, says the government's decision to abandon its attempt to change the city's extradition laws last year was partly down to the very first major protest against the move. Following the massive march on June the 9th, the government issued a statement saying it wanted lawmakers to continue scrutinizing the extradition bill, and it would have its second reading as planned in the coming days. But in an RTHK programme, Mr Law said the administration just needed more time to make its announcement that, in fact, it wanted to suspend the bill. This was eventually announced on June 15th. Despite saying the massive protest prompted a rethink by the administration, Mr Law went on to say that people would be wrong to believe that the government would change its mind on an issue in response to large-scale protests. Police have issued fixed penalty tickets to numerous young people in Yuen Long for allegedly flouting social distancing rules as they rallied to mark 13 months since the mob attack in the town's MTR station. Officers entered the Yoho Mall this evening after people chanted protest slogans. The police also raised a purple flag, warning demonstrators that they might be violating the national security law. Police say they've charged a woman who works at the immigration department in relation to hundreds of alleged doxing cases. Police say they believe the suspect passed information from the department's computer system to people running social media channels. The 25-year-old clerical assistant is accused of misconduct in public office and access to a computer with dishonest intent. She's due to appear in Eastern Court tomorrow. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Meanwhile, the CE has appealed to the public to get tested for COVID-19 when a free territory-wide testing scheme starts at the beginning of next month. Richard Pine reports.
4: The government says COVID-19 testing centres will be set up in all districts from September the 1st and the testing scheme will initially run for one week but could be extended for an additional seven days. They'll be open from 8am to 8pm and people will first have to make appointments online by registering their name, identity card number and mobile number. The government says qualified medical workers will take both nasal and throat swabs from the participants and the sample will be assigned a code to protect people's privacy. It says samples will then be destroyed after the tests are completed. Those who test negative are to get a text message, while those who test positive will be contacted by the Department of Health for follow-up treatment. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says everyone should take advantage of the opportunity to be tested, regardless of whether they're considered to be in a vulnerable group or not. She says she and her officials will lead by example.
3: We will be the first to put ourselves through the universal community testing. I can assure you that.
4: But Mrs Lam says she hasn't set a target for how many people she'd like to see come forward for the tests.
1: The Chief Secretary, Matthew Cheung, has urged young people not to be too choosy when looking for jobs, saying even dishwashing is good work experience. During a webinar organised by the Youth Development Commission, Mr Chung said the government is highly concerned about youth employment opportunities, with the latest jobless rate for people aged between 15 and 29 hitting a whopping 22.1%. One Chinese university graduate said even though he'd sent out over 70 CVs since last November, he'd heard back from hardly any of the companies. The chief secretary, who's the chairman of the commission, said he would urge young people not to be too picky and they should manage their expectations. The government has authorised the construction of an escalator and walkway system to link Fortress Hill MTR station with the top of Braemar Hill. Consisting of lifts, automatic walkways, escalators and elevated walkways, it would be the second system of its kind on Hong Kong Island after the Central Mid-Levels escalator. It's not yet known how much that project will cost and when it will be completed. The CEO of Designing Hong Kong, Paul Zimmerman, told Priscilla Ng that while he welcomes the project, it's important for the authorities to design it properly.
5: I am, you know, in general, anything that makes walking easier in the city, I welcome a lot. Um, And and this is one of those projects that makes walking easier, so in that sense, I welcome it. You know, the Braemar Hill crowd is a very private uh, um, car-oriented residential area. Then, uh, you know, they will they were probably going to benefit because it, it's if everything is done right you're going to have less congestion on the road um, and i think that really comes down to the arrangements with the schools whether more of the kids are going to come with public transport especially mtr and using this a- a- escalator and elevator system to get to the schools and thereby forego using uh, bus trips uh, and that would help traffic in the area
6: and of course i, I assume it will also improve air quality
5: well, it improves air quality and I think it also improves the fitness of people. I mean, the more people are willing to walk further and, and longer because, you know, the kind of the, you're taking the slug out of it, you, you, the hard bits in terms of climbing up the hill is taken out of it, you still get a lot of exercise in by, uh, in, in, in general walking because this, this really promotes walking and walking gives people fit and, and it's healthy. Uh, so. So all of that is good. I think the real issue is how long does it take? What is the impact on the environment in terms of construction details? Can you keep it lightweight? Can you make it can you make it a fine piece of infrastructure rather than what we tend to see in Hong Kong where it's quite raw and rudimentary, uh, and then it kinda of has a lot of negative impacts.
1: The education bureau has been urged to reveal its vetting standards for liberal studies textbooks. This comes as another group accuses the Bureau of Political Censorship. Joanna Wong reports.
6: There's been a string of claims of censorship since people saw the changes made to liberal studies textbooks after publishers made use of the Education Bureau's voluntary consultancy surface. The group Education Breakthrough says it worries the subject is going to eventually become a brainwashing tool. Spokesman Isaac Cheng says the content of the modified textbooks is one-sided. Most of the
3: opinions are already pro-Beijing or pro-government and the opinions or the point of views that against with the mainstream of the Hong Kong government and the Chinese government have been erased. So uh, we are deeply concerned about the situation in the future. And uh, a lot of censorship not only happening in the, for example, modern China or Hong Kong Today's module, but also happening in other modules. For example, the globalization and also talking about the uh, resources or, or natural resources or even personal developments have been indoctrinating.
6: One example he gave is a book downplaying the issue of pollution on the mainland and a chapter on energy and the environment. Another example, he says, is that references to the mainland censorship of Western movies are now described as a dispute over imported cultural products. Mr. Chang says he tried to get liberal studies teachers to speak up about the changes.
3: Some of the liberal studies teachers are really afraid of speaking for their opinions in the public because when we see the examples of previous teachers have been speaking up in the public, they are being uh, fired or they are being under a, a lot of punishments."
6: The group is planning to organize a signature campaign against the alleged censorship and is hoping to create an online database of changes to school books that concern people. The Education Bureau earlier denied its censoring liberal studies textbooks. It said it has an unjerkable responsibility to rectify problems in the liberal studies curriculum.
1: The environmental charity Plastic Free Seas has called for a thorough investigation into the source of more than two tonnes of black rubber crumbs that's been washing up onto shorelines around Discovery Bay. The group alerted government departments about the pollution at the end of July and with the help of the Marine Department managed to collect the granules off the beach and out of the water. The group's director of operations, Dana Winograd, told Richard Pine about the progress of its own investigation into the source of the pollution.
7: Unfortunately, we are still unable to ascertain exactly what it is. We're still working with the university who's trying to get the testing done in their lab to find out exactly what it is. We obviously have done our own investigation and compared the products, and it does seem very similar to the North Plaza pitch granules in Discovery Bay. It doesn't look the same as the granules that are, or the infill that is on the pitch at DC, Discovery College, so there is a difference, and we're looking at the drainage system, but unfortunately, because it's a private company who owns Discovery Bay, the government doesn't have the drainage map, it seems, and I'm struggling to get that information from the the company.
1: New NWS, the company behind Citybus and New World First Bus, has agreed to sell the two bus firms to a consortium led by a private equity fund, Temple Water, for $3.2 billion. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, NWS said it had considered the buyer's background, experience and intentions for the business during the decision-making process and that the new owner is committed to working in partnership with the two bus companies, management and staff, to maintain their st- service standards. NWS said the all-cash offer will allow it to capture opportunities ahead. The two bus companies employ a total of 5,000 workers and operate about 200 routes. To football and now with
8: a look ahead to the weekend's big match, here's BBC's Tom Gale. The UEFA bio-bubble of Lisbon will host the 65th European Cup, now known as the Champions League final, and what a mouth-watering prospect it is. Bayern Munich will be seeking their sixth crown, Paris Saint-Germain their very first. You have to go back to 1998 for the final to be held, between two teams who entered the competitions as champions of their respective leagues, I doubt many could argue that these aren't the two best teams in Europe right now, both blessed with superstars who are combined with youth and experience Neymar, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe, and Alfonso Davies, but also have shown their vulnerabilities. PSG trailed Atalanta for 89 minutes before two goals and added time salvaged them a place in the semi finals and probably saved manager Thomas Tuchel his job. Likewise, Bayern, would we have seen the 8-2 quarter final scoreline if Barcelona had put away their early chances? Similarly, Leon will travel home knowing they should have been in front way before the Germans sewed up a 3-0 scoreline in their semi-final. An outright favourite is hard to call, but if the last 10 days of knockout football have taught us anything, it is to expect fireworks come Sunday night. And a
1: reminder of our top stories tonight. The High Court rejects a legal challenge over the bail provisions in the national security law. The chief executive rejects calls for a coronavirus health code system for public places and police charge an immigration worker over hundreds of alleged doxing cases. The news from RTHK.
0: RTHK Radio 3.
1: It's time now to look at stories covered in this evening's News Rep programme. Thai police have arrested nine people in a sweep targeting activists involved in recent anti-government protests. Among the nine was lawyer Anon Nampa, who was charged over a Harry Potter-themed protest in Bangkok at which he called for reform of the monarchy. Thailand's monarchy has long been shielded from criticism under strict majestes and other laws. But in recent weeks, students and other activists have taken to the streets to call for reforms of the institution. Mr Anon, who is 36, was the first to openly break the taboo at the protest which took place earlier this month. Anna-Marie Evans asked our Bangkok correspondent, Larry Jagan for more details about the protesters.
9: The nine protesters were arrested largely because of a protest that they held earlier this month. It was essentially a Harry Potter-style protest, and essentially they, they were demanding reform of the monarchy, which is for the first time that we've heard these kinds of calls. They insist they're not asking for the abolition but the reform of the monarchy. They want uh, reform of the constitution. uh, They want fresh elections and they want uh, really accountability in in government. Uh, I understand that uh, they've been bailed. They're facing sedition charges which means they could face up to seven years in jail. I gather at least another 20 are facing possible arrest. This is a typical strategy of the regime to crack down on the ringleaders of protests, uh, in, in, an effort to intimidate the rank and file. But this time I suspect that it's going to misfire. It's, it's already causing a furore on social media, which, which, which has been a, a different ingredient than, than we've seen in, in past protests, uh, particularly in 91, 92 and in 76, which ended in quite a lot of bloodshed. The hope is that there won't be a crackdown this time around, uh, the results in the loss of life.
10: Now, in terms of where they're asking for reform of the monarchy, what do they mean by that?
9: Uh, They haven't spelt out what they actually mean, but obviously they want to see clearer guidelines as to what kind of criticism can be leveled against the monarchy. They're also concerned uh, about the power of the monarchy. Uh, That's not just the legal power, but the fact that the crown Property Bureau, which is a massive economic organization uh, in this country, which controls most of the land. In fact, certainly all public land comes under it. Under the previous king, uh, it was regarded as being held in trust for the Thai people. But this king has has taken it all to be his personal wealth. And it, it, it certainly makes him the most wealthy and powerful individual in the country. He's also taking control of all the military troops and battalions in Bangkok, and that's a worrying sign. So it's those kinds of things they're pointing to, but they're essentially saying we need, we need reform. They aren't spelling out what they actually mean because that, that would only complicate the situation they're in already.
10: Indeed, now, among the nine was a lawyer and on
0: NamPA, what do we know about these protesters
9: well he 's someone who has been quite prominent in in the protest movement since earlier this year, and he 's certainly uh, risen to fame in terms of the demand for the end of the, the military constitution. He wants a new constitution written, he wants elections he, he particularly doesn 't wants to see the kinds of laws that are being used to disband political parties uh, that have been critical of the military government particularly the fast forward which uh, was something that captured the imagination of the young people uh, last year when when elections were held and it's been called illegal and, and, and banned although members of the party have have formed a new party uh, and and this is i think in some ways not only is he one of the prominent people that has come to defend uh, fast forward. But it's something that that really has rankled the young people as a whole, because they saw this as, as representing their voice in politics, and, and they've seen it crushed. Many of these people that I've spoken to said back in 2014, when the military coup took place, let's give General Prayot a chance. Let's see if he is going to root out corruption. And after about two years, they've increasingly got disillusioned. And it's people, it's, it's, Prominent professionals like Anon Nampa that that have come to the forefront. Anon Nampa is is leading really what I I regard as more of a a, a civilian trust, more of a civil society type movement for reform than representing uh, political parties or a political ideology.
1: Joe Biden has been speaking at the final day of the Democratic National Convention in what's been described as the most important political speech of his 50-year political career. In his acceptance speech as the party's presidential nominee, Mr Biden vowed to unite an America torn by crisis and contempt. At 77 years old, Mr Biden is America's oldest presidential nominee for a major party. And last night's keynote address was the speech of a lifetime for him. The BBC's Nick Bryant reports.
10: This time next next year? year. This time next year. I hope that this country realises that we have, in fact,
4: reclaimed the soul of America.
11: This will be remembered as the COVID convention, featuring the now familiar trappings of virtual life. Lots of faces in computerised boxes, the occasional technical hitch. But politically, this week has gone smoothly for the Democrats, in the absence of delegates it's been easy to project unity.
12: You know, when Donald Trump spoke at his inauguration about American carnage, I assumed that was something he was against, not a campaign promise.
11: Last night's host was was the actress Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who hammered home the Democrats' theme of the week. What they see is the total contrast between the character of Joe Biden and the character of Donald Trump.
12: A couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, and I was absolutely terrified one of the first people who called me was Joe his real warmth and kindness on that call man I gotta say it made me cry
11: they've been turning this into the empathy election
12: Joe Biden's empathy is genuine you can feel it
7: character is on the ballot compassion is on the ballot decency science, democracy, they're all on the ballot.
11: Joe Biden is not famed for his oratory. When he departs from a teleprompter, he can be rambling, even muddled. But last night, he delivered what's widely being seen as the speech of his long political life.
7: President takes no responsibility, refuses to lead, blames others, cozies up to dictators and fans the flames of hate and division. He'll wake up every day believing the job is all about him. Never about you. Is that the American you want for you, your family, your children? I see a different America.
11: In this season the of darkness, strong. he claimed to be an Someone ally of the light.
7: We can choose a path of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion, or or we can choose a different path and together take this chance to heal, to reform, to unite a path of hope and light
11: some presidential candidates have offered personal narratives of wartime heroism or immigrant success but at this time of so much bereavement joe biden tells his story of personal grief
7: i have some idea how it feels to lose someone you love i know that deep black hole that opens up in the middle of your chest and you feel like you're being sucked into it i found the best way through pain and loss and grief is to find purpose
11: And his purpose right now is to heal this fractured nation.
7: May history be able to say that the end of this chapter of American darkness began here, tonight, as love and hope and light join in the battle for the soul of the
11: nation. Joe Biden stopped short of framing this election as a battle of good versus evil, but his theme of light and darkness came pretty close. At the age of 77, he's not portraying himself as a restless reformer, but rather as a figure of reassurance and redemption. Thank you,
7: and may God bless you, and may God protect our troops.
1: Joe Biden ending that report. Beijing's wolf warrior diplomacy, as it's known, is running into growing opposition. The latest is from Vietnam, which has accused it of jeopardizing peace in the South China Sea after noting that Beijing appears to have deployed fighter jets and at least one bomber to disputed islands there. The US has also made a point of opposing China's claim to almost 90 percent of the sea. But Vietnam doesn't have Washington's heft. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports.
12: Vietnam has been becoming increasingly vocal. Uh, China really started ramping up its actions in the Paracel Islands. That's that's part of the South China Sea that Vietnam lays claims to. Uh, it started ramping up its its actions back in April. And each time China's done something new, Vietnam has, has protested. In a way, though, Vietnam has a, a Trump card in its pocket in that it could start swaying more of its diplomatic uh, relations towards the United States. The Trump administration certainly has been reaching out to Hanoi. And that's really what Beijing doesn't want. China has been pushing forward its agenda in the South China Sea for decades now, and it's really been ramping up those operations in the past few years uh, under the leadership of Xi Jinping. That's because the South China Sea is strategically vital for most of the countries in the region. About a third of the world's trade passes through the waters of the South China Sea every year, around $3.4 trillion worth of trade. Now, two-thirds of China's trade goes through the sea. Half of Japan's trade goes through the sea. And so whoever controls those waters really controls the global economy to a certain extent. And that's why China has been so assertive in trying to make clear to countries in the region that it's not going to back down.
1: Now, Nigeria isn't usually a country associated with ballet, but 11-year-old Anthony Madu has shown the world his talent and passion for dance after a video of him dancing in the rain in Lagos went viral. The BBC's Chichi Izundo has been hearing from the dance prodigy.
2: For four
0: hours every day, this has been Anthony Memsoa Madura's life for the past two years.
6: Um, My favourite combination in ballet is the al variation. Yes, I so much love that variation.
0: The 11-year-old started dancing ballet after his parents relocated to a part of Nigeria's thriving commercial hub in Lagos.
6: Five and six and seven and go! One. Why I love dancing is because I watched cartoons when I was small. Then I was inspired by it. When I see them dancing, I'm very, very happy. I'll be smiling. And I told my mom that I want to dance ballet.
0: Now, and turn out. So his mommy former went out to look for a school to teach her son his passion. It's not uh, something that people know too much about it. When they see him dancing, they were like, what, what is this boy doing? Since I got to know, to know what ballet is, I give him my support. My boy likes dancing it, so I allow him. The art and discipline of ballet classes are far from common in Nigeria. And if a school can be found and parents can afford to send their child to train, boys aren't usually the first choice. Anthony is just one of 20 students at the Leap of Dance Academy in Lagos. In the rain, barefoot on concrete ground in his compound, a video of Anthony dancing, leaping, twirling, displaying his skills went viral last week. His mum was shocked and surprised by the reaction. I was like, I can't believe this. Up to now, I feel like I'm dreaming. <laughs> the sister is very excited about it. She's even the one that when, when she sees it in net, on the net, she will come and show me. Mommy will come and see Anthony. Days later, Anthony was offered a scholarship to study ballet at the American Ballet Theatre School in New York.
2: My name is Daniel owishani I'm the Creative Director for Leap of Dance Academy here in Lagos, Nigeria.
0: Mr. Daniels, as Anthony calls him, is a self-taught teacher whose own passion led him to open the Academy back in 2017. And since Anthony's video went viral, he's been flooded with donations to help to support the non-profit organisation.
2: I'm celebrating all the years of hard work and consistency and not giving up. Lovely. Good!
0: And it's that hard work and discipline that Mr. Daniels wants parents to see in ballet. He wants to change the perception that the dance is un-African and not beneficial to any child who
2: takes part. Keep your arms open like that. The bad thing is that a lot of parents wouldn't want their children to do ballet because they think that it's going to be like a waste of time and all of that. You know, it's very good that we have parents nowadays who actually tend like it's different from what you're thinking. Like, ballet is not a distraction to your school. If you go into it, you'll be successful because the discipline of ballet can be taken to all parts of one's life. Three and four and five.
0: COVID has suspended Anthony's ability to travel to the States, but the American Ballet Theatre School has arranged virtual classes for him to join in to keep up with his art. In the meantime, Anthony has this message for those interested in maybe wanting to learn how to master a plié.
6: I want to let people know that ballet can grow here in Nigeria for everyone who wants to do ballet. Yes.
1: 11-year-old ballet dancer Anthony Madu ending that report. Those stories were part of the news wrap program, which was broadcast on RTHK earlier this evening. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting. Avoid rush hours and busy times, and take advantage of flexible working
12: hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub
1: after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent
10: the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19.
0: Radio 3 Weather.
10: A look at the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow. Mainly fine apart from isolated showers. Minimum temperature will be around 28 degrees. Very hot during the day. Maximum of around 34 degrees Celsius with winds that will be light. The outlook, very hot with isolated showers on Sunday with a few showers early next week. Currently, the Air Quality Health Index here in Hong Kong is low to moderate. The readings are 3 and 5. At the observatory, the air temperature is 29 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity stands at 85%, and the very hot weather warning is in effect.
13: over you Nothing ever, ever more like running away Why should I go? I couldn't stay without you You got got to sing in the blue
10: Tommy Steele getting us started for this second section of the show. The stars
13: no longer shine. The dream is gone, I thought was mine. There's nothing left for me to do but cry over you. I'm more like running away. Why should I go? Because I couldn't stay got to sing the blues.
10: I don't know if you could call him like the originator of mumble rap, yeah, is it? But he certainly does mumble on his lyrics in that one. Tommy Steele singing the blues here on RTHK Radio Three. Simon Wilson sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ. I'll be back with you on Monday night after the news at ten with all the way with Ray. Right now, assorted ballads and easy listening through till one. If there's something you'd like to hear, the number two double three double eight two six six.